This episode of the Mikey Podcast is brought to you by my good friends over at Higher Elevation, higherelevation.com. Use promo code Mikey to save 20%, and you're going to want to do this and head over to their website right now because they have a new strain. It's called Snowcap, and this is their house strain, and they're going to be selling all kinds of different strains based on their own name on Higher Elevation, and it's only 10 bucks, dude. It's an indoor strain. They want to be known as the home of the $10 indoor eighths, which I think is amazing. A $10 eighth? Are you kidding me? And you save 20%? You'd be stupid to pass that deal up if this is something you're into, you know, if you're if you're a smoker like myself. And a lot of times I think you should smoke before you listen to this podcast. So head on over to higherelevation.com. Use promo code Mikey. Get yourself a couple of these $10 eights. Get, get whatever you want. They all they have all kinds of good stuff. Trust me, it, it is all good. Again, save 20% with promo code Mikey. Higherelevation.com. All tight. Please stand by channel one. Communication switching to channel one. All right, here it comes. Be ready. Roger. Switch controls to manual override. Awaiting confirmation on the video page. Countdown is running at 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Mikey Podcast. All right, welcome back. And there is a lot to get to, and I'm going to do the best I can to get to everything, but there are some more important things that I want to touch on. So we'll see where this goes, and a lot of this is going to come off the top of my head today. But first, I want to thank everybody who's supporting this podcast. Guys, that means so much to me. You have no idea. Hit, go to MikeyPodcast.com, hit that support button, donate a dollar, donate two bucks, donate 50 cents, whatever. Whatever you can is is helpful, or even just sharing the podcast is helpful. I'm getting reviews on, on uh, Apple uh, Podcasts and Spotify, five-star this stuff if you like it, uh, leave reviews, all that stuff is helpful. So before we get into this, I just want to thank you again for the support and for uh, just, just following me on social media. Make sure you do the Mikey Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. All, the, all those things matter. Everything does. And I'm doing the best I can to grow this stuff, but with your help, with your support, we're growing it together. So thank you for that. Here we are. All right. It's been a wild week since last week. And there's just a lot going on, but I want to start right off and ask you a question. Maybe you won't be able to answer, but I want to ask anyway, how are you? How you doing? I know it's probably a bit weird because like I said, you can't like answer it or whatever, but answer it to yourself. Seriously. How are you? How's work? How's your home life? Are you keeping it together and cruising along? Are things good? Or are you barely hanging on? A lot of people are barely hanging on. Are you are you able to pay your bills? Are you struggling? There is everything working out for you. Answer these questions. Talk to yourself a little bit. I know it's weird to talk to yourself, but you don't have to talk out loud. You don't have to ask yourself a question out loud then answer it out loud. That's dumb. But, you know, check in with yourself is what I'm saying. That's something I learned with meditation is that, you, you know, you got to take 10 minutes or so out of your day and kind of just check in with yourself. And it's not even asking yourself you know, how you're doing or whatever, but even just stopping and focusing on using your brain and focusing on different parts of your body, just checking in, seeing how things are, seeing how you're doing mentally, seeing how you're doing physically. It's important to check in with yourself. But I ask these questions, I ask how you're doing because I really want to know. I think it's important. I posted this on Instagram the other day. Well, not this, but I asked people on Instagram about things that make them smile. I think mental health is super important. And every once in a while, you got to think about things that make you smile so that your mental health stays, so that you stay sane. You know, we will lose our shit if we're always just wrapped up in everything that's going on in this world. If we're just constantly watching the news or constantly talking about life and what's in, in coronavirus and war and all these other things, you got to stop and think about those things that make you smile. And I didn't ask to be nosy 
or to keep my Instagram active. I had a little bit of a hidden motive there. And I'll explain. I posted it the morning after Russia had started their invasion of, of Ukraine. It was all over the news. It was everywhere. It was on TV. It was on social media. Everyone was talking about it. You could not get away from it. It was it. It was all fear, all war, be afraid, be in a low vibrational state. That's what they want you to be. Remember, I, I, I would say that fear is how they get you. And if you go back a few episodes to where I talk about energy and vibration, I explain how we as people can be controlled, can be manipulated just by controlling our emotions and keeping us vibrating at a lower frequency. It sounds crazy, but this stuff is real. You go back and listen to those. You can Google this. You don't have to go back and listen. You can just start searching this stuff online if you want to. Keeping us in a constant state of fear keeps us at that low vibration. Vibration. <laughs> Some people like vibrating. <laughs> but you don't want to vibrate low. I mean, who wants to vibrate low? It's boring. Slow. Kind of sucks. But that gives leaders of the world complete control over us because we're in a state of fear. People who are fear, fearful or worried or whatever it might be in the, in, 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 I could just sum it all up by saying people in a low vibrational state, so to speak, are easy to control. People think I'm crazy for saying this stuff, but honestly it is true. And people who don't believe this shit honest are too lazy to even want to think about it or even read about it. It hurts their, their small one dimensional brains to have to go that deep. These people have no depth. They're shallow. They're very superficial surface people. You, sometimes you got to use your brain and think a little deeper, but this manipulation and control that is used on us, it is all very real. And it's been proven scientifically to work and governments of the world use it because they know it works. They know that keeping you in fear is the best way to control you. Why do you think they're all, why do you think there's always something? It's COVID, it's war, it's always, you know, it's gas prices, it's electricity, it's jobs, it's the economies. This has been going on my whole life. This isn't new. So it's one thing after the other, after the other, to keep you in a constant state, a, a constant low vibrational state. Now all you have to do is look around to see that it's working. It's the media manipulation. The masses follow mass formation psychosis. That shit is real too. We've talked about that a few times. Even according to the American Journal of Political Science, politicians use fear and they do this as a way to make people agree with decisions they would otherwise regret or never normally agree to. My point is that on that morning, the entire modern world was in a low vibrational state. Now, I'm not going to say everyone was afraid of what was happening, but everyone was Everyone who was aware was in some state of fear or worry or concern. Waking up on that day and starting on a low vibration. It's happened to everybody. As soon as you checked your phone, what did you see? Russia attacked Ukraine. That's, that's not gonna, you're not going to be happy about that. That's not going to put you in a high vibrational state. You're not going to be like, fuck yeah! War! Nobody, nobody feels that way. Except for fucking psychopaths. And there are some that feel that way. And a lot of them are in our government. So instead of people being in that mode... And that low vibrational state. I wanted people to stop thinking about that. And I wanted to think about, I wanted people to, to think about something that puts a smile on their face. Even for just one second, a smile, a thought of something that makes you happy can change your entire day. At least that was my hope. And I know me by me posting this on, on social media with my few thousand followers or whatever, isn't going to change the world, but it might change one person's day. 
One person might, maybe somebody didn't even respond to my question of what puts a smile on your face on Instagram. But they just scroll through my stories and they see other people's posts. And maybe that puts a smile on their face. No, that was my hope. You know, maybe it was selfish on my part because I needed the smile. It worked for me. You know, people told me their kids make them smile. Of course they do, man. You know, think when somebody tells me their kids make them smile, I start thinking about my kids and I smile. You know, I got a lot of my dog makes me smile responses, which is awesome. I love my dog. My dog does the same thing for me. She's honestly, she's the best dog and I just feel better being around her. Dogs have that effect on you. Other people talk about music and sex and money. All those things make me smile. They're even like simple responses, you know, like just the fact that I, somebody put just the fact that I'm able to get on Instagram and see these comments makes me smile. So my intent was to spread a little bit of, of positivity, I guess, on social media. And by doing so, in a roundabout way, I was hoping I could raise your vibration without you kind of even really realizing it. Because that's all it takes is that one happy thought. To raise your vibration. And good things tend to come to us when we're on a higher vibration. I know, man, it sounds like fucking BS. But you can't say it's BS unless you try it and it doesn't work. Now, I'm not saying your entire life will change just because you're thinking positively. But some things will. Over time. One little thing a day will get better. But that's completely up to you, too, you know. Like, it's up to you to make those changes. This is where people get, tend to get lost in the whole positive thinking thing and the raising vi the vibrational state thoughts. They want things to just happen, and things don't just happen. You can't just sit there and expect things to happen. They expect huge changes in, in, in their life. They want these things to happen right away just by thinking positive thoughts. That's not how this fucking works, man. The power of positive thinking and the secret, for example, comes from you. You can't just think things into existence. You have to think them and then make it happen. The point is the more you think about those things, the more you want to make those things happen. Or the more you take, you think about them every single day and you focus on them every single day and you just take one step to make whatever that thing is that you're focusing on happen. Over time, slowly, things start to happen. Things start to go the way that you're designing them in your head. That's how your thoughts become reality, dude. That's, I know it sounds like total stoner talk, right? But that's exactly how you create your own fucking reality. That's how you can control the matrix. But remember, this shit happens slowly, incrementally, over time. Let me say it again, <laughs> because I, I think it's important for you to understand how this works. This shit only happens if you make it happen. And it does not happen right away. But it's entirely up to you. The thing is to remember, and it's kind of hard to do, is that how slow it is, you just can't give up. Patience is the fucking key. Try starting each day thinking of something positive and set, and God, this is going to sound so cheesy, but in setting some kind of intention. And here goes my fucking neighbor's dog. Can you hear it? Wolf! I'm trying to have a conversation, Sophie. This fucking dog. <laughs> Where was I? I'm trying to, here I am. I'm trying to be positive, and I, now I want to murder the neighbor's dog. The fuck? I'm not going to murder the dog. But that dog drives me crazy. I've never in my life, there it goes, lived next to a dog who can just bark for hours on end. For no reason. There's nothing going on out there. There's nobody out there. Dog's just like, woof! 
What was that? Woof. There's dust in the air. Woof. I heard a noise. Woof. A car. Fuck, dog. Shut up. <laughs> Can I get back to being positive now? Where was I? I was talking about, you know, you, you try thinking of something positive. What is this? Is that what I said? Try thinking of something positive in the day. Yeah, yeah. You want to set some kind of intention. I know, a goal for the day. Like I said, that's a little cheesy, right? You use the words intention. Like, what are you, some fucking hippie fucking yoga dude? No, I don't do go yoga. Although maybe I should. But no, I'm, I'm serious. This, this, trust me. Look, man, if you listen to this podcast, you obviously have some sort of trust in me. You obviously think not the same way as me, but you, re, you respect my opinions and I respect yours. But I'm telling you, if you take those steps, the things that I was talking about, and you want to make changes in your life or you want to live, you want to be in a, high, a higher vibrational state, this works. It's cheesy, but it works. Set an intention. Who the fuck does that? Set some kind of a fucking intention. Fucking douchebag. No, seriously. Set a fucking intention, man, and focus on that shit, okay? But again, man, maybe I should be doing yoga. You should probably be doing yoga, too. Look at your fat ass. <laughs> Just stop and look at how unhealthy you look. Go exercise. Move around. Go for a run. I'm kidding. Uh, but seriously, if you set one small goal each day, that gets you to, to where your thoughts want you to be. And then, over time, you fucking get there, man. You do. Now, I'm not going to listen. I don't want you to think that I, that just by those, like I said, is going to thinking these things are going to change your life. And and I will say that in my own, from my own personal experience, when when I after I read the book The Secret and started to make some changes in my own thinking, my life did start to change. But it, it also, you know, it fluctuates. You know, some there's good and bad. There's good times and bad times. There's high financial times and low financial times. You get what I'm saying? So you have to understand that there's always going to be good and bad. Not everything's going to be positive. Not everything's going to be great. Not everything's going to be fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? That's not life. So when you go and do this and something good happens, you have to, you have to be grateful for that. You got to remember that when the bad shit happens because the bad shit is going to happen too. But you'll get there, man. And you'll, you will create the life that you see in your mind. That's the thing. You got to visualize that shit. You really got to see it. Like I, all I can do is use my own life as an example. So don't think I'm just, all you do is talk about yourself, Mikey. Nobody gives a fuck. That, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, you have to use me as an example so that you can try to understand. Like I visualize me on a daily basis growing this podcast. And then every day I try to do at least one thing. And it's not just, you know, working on the podcast, but maybe it's like send a proposal to a potential advertiser or come up with a new idea or whatever it might be, but every day or promote it in some way. Every day I take one step to grow this thing. Now, in your life, it may not be a podcast. Maybe it's, you know, you want to be a better parent. So every day you take one step to be a better parent. You wake up in the morning, you figure, you start thinking those positive thoughts, put yourself in a higher vibrational state. Think of an intention, a goal for that day. Maybe that day is you, as a parent, you want to, today I'm going to read to my kid tonight before they go to bed. Do it. Don't just say it and think about it. You have to do it, but think about it a couple times throughout the day so that you are motivated to do it. The shit works, but it only works if you make it work. But it's hard to be positive all the time, right? It's hard to do. It's hard to wake up and think about something good when everything is shit. <laughs> because literally everything is shit, man. But it's almost imperative that you do. Especially if you have kids. I was talking about being a parent. Your kids in your life, they need you more now than ever. Your kids' mental health is so important. Your kids... And your home can't be happy, though, 
unless you are happy and healthy. And like I said, we need our kids to be happy and healthy. These kids are going to be running the world one day. When we talk about their mental health, I stopped. I asked you, how you doing? How you feeling? How you doing? Huh? Hey, how you doing? Not like that because that's weird. But maybe you should ask your kids that. Definitely not the way I just said it because, again, that's weird. But you should say, hey, have you, you, know, have you stopped and asked your kids how they're doing? They probably, if you did, if you're like, if you're, if you're sitting on a couch and, you know, your kid walks by and you're, hey, hey, how you doing? And you're like, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. The fuck? But you got to like, you got to get it out of them. You know, kids struggle just like adults to, 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 to put things into words. So a lot of times they don't know how, how to talk about certain things. So you kind of got to get it out of them, you know, but you got to ask them how they're doing. We all you, you, you think you're struggling? Think about the, the stresses that you have in your life. Kids, st- stress. It's different. And maybe those things might be, in your mind, smaller or not big stresses, but they're stresses to the kid. You know, when my daughter is having a hard time with something, like a, a person or some schoolwork or even just trying to understand something about life, I want her to try to explain to me what she's thinking or how she's feeling. You know, I give her time to try to explain it. I, you got to have the patience. As again, I just talked about patience a couple minutes ago. You got to have the patience to let them try to explain it out. You know, and every time there's a lot, you know, when she tries, there's a lot of ums and likes and this and that, and she can't think of a certain word because the kids, like kids again, have not just kids, adults do too, but people, people have a hard time putting their feelings or thoughts into words. So sometimes I have to try to help her try to just come try to articulate what she's feeling, not tell her what she's feeling, but help her find those words, not rush her at all, just helping. And if it seems like I'm not helping, I stop and let her figure it out. And I'm telling you this, the the point is, is, is that just by witnessing that I can see that she does have her own struggles. I can see that, that she's having a hard time with certain things, whatever it might be, but sometimes she just can't communicate those things. So she keeps them inside because she doesn't know how to say certain things. I'm using my daughter as an example, but the point is your kids, your kids are that way or a kid in your life is that way. It's hard for them to talk. So it's so fucking important as parents that we ask our kids how they're doing and we talk to our kids and about the world and things that are going on. Kids struggle. Kids are stressed out, especially right now. And that's not good, man. That's how kids... You know, when they keep those feelings inside, that's how they start to build up insecurities and resentments and they have negative thoughts. And over time, some kids begin to fall into some sort of depression. And as they grow, that depression untreated, because how are you going to treat it if, you, if they're not talking? I mean, you as a parent, you know, you can see the changes in your kid, but sometimes you question yourself. You're like, well, maybe, maybe are they depressed? Or are they just growing? You know, that they're, you know, they're 13, 14 years old or teenagers. They're going, you got a lot of emotional things happening. Stuff's happening at school. Kids are fucking weird. Kids are gross. Kids have weird thoughts, all kinds of stupid shit. But the thing is that kids also get depressed and that depression untreated can grow into to, to drug and alcohol abuse, physical abuse, and even worse situations. I've said this a thousand times. You go back to uh, episodes, like either in September, October, we were talking about mental health in men. I'm talking about mental health in kids right now. Your kids' mental health is so fucking important right now too. Right now. The way this world is, you need to know how your kid is feeling. You need to ask them how they're doing. We have to talk to our kids about their feelings. And about what they think is happening in the world. Your kid's mental health is just as important as your own. And maybe even more important. Now, that's probably, that might not be the most healthiest thing in the world to say. But for me, I always try to put my kids first. You know, that looks different to other people. 
but that's just how, that's how it is for me. But the world right now is a scary place for kids. And it doesn't matter if they're eight, nine, 10, 11, or 14, 15, 16, 17. It's hard for them to understand things. And whether they talk about it or not, they definitely think about it. They hear us talking about things happening in the world. You know, when you're in the kitchen talking to your husband, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, family. The kids are over in the living room. They hear that shit. They aren't stupid. They just don't know how to talk to you about it. And one of my biggest problems with, with adults is how much they disregard a kid's thoughts and feelings. Oh, you're just a kid. You don't understand. This is adult talk. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. Go back to playing games. Blah, blah, blah. But that shit's not fucking cool, man. That's extremely mentally, mentally damaging. You're basically telling them that, that their opinions don't matter. Why would you do that? One thing we do in our home is always have the kids express their opinions on things or ask the kids about, you know, what, just their opinion on things, no matter what it is. But especially when it comes to them and things in their own lives, like things that they want to do or clothes that they want to wear and stuff, you know, how they want to do their hair, things like that. I know it seems very small and minor, but those things matter because it gives them, it gives them a little bit of control. It makes them feel like they have a little bit of control. And I think that is important. It's important for them to feel like they have control over their own lives and that they're not being controlled by somebody. My daughter is a very opinionated munchkin and she has a lot of questions. And at my house, all those questions are welcomed. She she might not like the answers that she gets, but she's allowed to ask anything she wants to. She's allowed to wonder why things are a certain way or why a decision was made or why she can't do something or whatever it might be. She's allowed to ask. I encourage it. I want her to ask. I want her to know. I don't ever want her to not do that. And it, it, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't ever want any kid to feel that, to not do that. I don't want any kid to feel like they can't ask a question or make a decision or be a part of a decision. I don't want any kid to feel like they have to go along with something because everybody else is doing it. Like the whole mask thing. The world has a lot going on right now, though. And kids are going to ask about things they hear on TV, at school, things that they overhear you talking about it. So how do you talk to your kids about that shit? What do you say? We've gone through two years of trying to explain bullshit to our kids. Who, who, our kids have so much common sense. So much common sense that when you explain everything that's been going on over the past couple of years, if you put it out there, black and white, the way it is, most kids can't even understand why we were doing some of the things we were doing. Like, like I said, the masking or, or people getting fired for not taking an ineffective vaccine. It didn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. And it didn't make sense to kids, to eight-year-olds, to nine-year-olds. So how do we try to explain to our kids about what's going on in the world right now, about two countries that are fighting and how it affects us. How do you explain that to a child? What's happening in Russia and Ukraine kind of hits home for me a little bit. Uh, not, not because I have Ukrainian or Russian family members. I do have friends that are Ukrainian and Russian, but I, where I grew up was a very big Ukrainian and Russian community. I mean, and even actually where I live now is a lot of Russians, but where I, where I grew up, it was Ukrainians everywhere. All the kids I went to school with, uh, most of them were Ukrainian. Now, I'm not an expert. We're all, people are glued to their TV and, and social media watching all this craziness happen. So if we're, if we're doing it, you, you got to know your kids are seeing it too. And even if you don't have children, try understanding how hard the world is for children around you. 
compared to when you were growing up. A lot of stuff that we see and watch, that our kids see and watch, man, that shit is fucking violent. Bombs going off, people getting shot after the aftermath of war. And you got to try to make sense of this shit for your kids. And they need you. It's times like this when you really have to be a parent. And then before you go start explaining things to your child or any child that might have questions, you got to consider the age of the kid. Okay, because like if they're under seven or eight, maybe don't even say anything unless they ask. You know, it's a lot easier to control what younger kids are seeing. And you can probably keep most of that stuff away from them. And I highly doubt their first grade or second grade teachers is discussing war in class. You know, and that's it's really, because kids, kids that young can't process that shit, you know. It's way too complex for them. And in their minds, they will simplify it down to worrying that mom and dad might die or a, a relative might have to go to war and fight. If, so, so I would say maybe try to avoid it. But if they ask, at that age, it's, like I said, so young, seven and eight. It, but if they ask, keep it light, man. And even if they don't ask and you want to talk about it, keep it light. You know, I don't think kids are going to probe too much, but let them know. You know, it's, it's very far away and it's not something we need to worry about as best as you can. Like I said, I don't think they're going to ask a whole bunch of questions because they're very young. But some kids are a little bit older and they can understand things a little bit more. So let's say your kid is between, what I say, seven, eight. So let's say your kids are between eight and 11. You still want to keep things a little light and simple, but it'll be a little bit harder. It'll be harder to, to keep those kids from hearing about this stuff at school and, 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 you know, because they're going to have friends about it, you know, and teachers may even talk about it. So it's definitely something you're going to want to talk about to them, regardless of even if they ask, you might just want, you might want to bring it up, but you got to do it in terms, in ways that they're going to understand, man, not like dude and bro or whatever, but don't like, don't overspeak or give them more information than they can handle. It's not necessary, but just start with talking about, you know, who's fighting who, a basic explanation of why, which really is not easy. But I would say, as, as horrible as this is going to sound, I would never recommend this when it comes to a kid, though. Maybe just kind of just reiterate what the media is saying to the child. Unless you really want to get into all of it, I don't think that's a great idea because they're very young and, again, their minds can't really handle this stuff. So just be basic about it. I just feel like if you, if you use what the media is, is for, in this case, it's okay because the media is... It tends to be pro-American when it, when it comes to this type of stuff. So I guess I think, to me, that's probably okay if you use what the media is saying. And like I said, it's, for, it's so hard to explain here. It's so hard to tell you what to do. I'm not telling you what to do anyway, but I'm just kind of giving you advice. And, and the reason why I'm giving you this advice is because I needed it. Yeah, I was asked, what's going on? How do you feel about this war? What do you think Russia's going to do? Are we going to go to World War III? So that, that's why I was like, all right, I got to have these conversations with kids. So if I'm doing it, I know other parents are doing it. But also make sure you reassure them, you know, these kids between 8 and 11, that the, that the fight won't be coming here. There'll be no war here. Let them know. If they ask how you know, just tell them, man, how, give them a basic explanation about how badass our military is, which is why America's so great. You know, that's one thing I will give our leaders is that when it comes to the military, we seem to be on top. You know what I'm saying? that They'd like to spend. Even if it's for their own personal gains, personal gain reasons, they tend, our military tends to kick ass. And, you know, something else you want to do around your house probably is, is don't keep the news on for so long. You know, watch it for a short period of time. 
Because when kids see war, hear about it over and over and over again, they can become traumatized. And watching it on TV can magnify the situation in their minds. TV tends to exaggerate things, you know, and they think it's. But think about when you when you're looking at the TV, all you see is is the bombs and the wars, and that's it. You're not seeing anything else. But the truth is, we know that on the ground in the Ukraine, at least from the videos that you can see from the people who are in that country that aren't on the media, most people are okay. Most people. It seems to be the attacks are on military stuff, and it's not. It's not. It's not civilian attacks. They haven't taken out the cell phone towers. They haven't taken out the electricity. Uh, I think they turned. They hit it a couple of times, but it got back on. And it, there was reasons for it. I'm not taking anybody's sides here. I'm just putting out stuff that you probably don't know. I'm putting out information that you probably don't know. War is never good. I'm not on anybody's side. No, not Ukraine side. Not Russia side. War is never good, no matter what. That's the other thing you tell your kids. War is never good. I remember talking to my family in Ohio about the pandemic. This is how the, the media exaggerates things so much. So this was at the beginning of the pandemic. And in their minds, because of the news that they were seeing, seeing on TV and on social media, California was basically shut the fuck down. You couldn't even leave your house. There was like military on the streets, all kinds of shit. This is what the media was telling people in Ohio about California. It was not that bad. I guess my point is, is don't believe everything you see on the news. So limit that shit. Limit the news in your house. Talk to the older kids about what they're seeing and assure them that this war will not affect them for now. If it does in some capacity later on, deal with it at that time. We're talking about right now. It's so important to avoid political discussions as well. It depends on their age. But just Kids are going to ask stuff, even now. Nine and, eight year, nine and 11 year olds asking about politics and stuff. But that's because it's the world that we live in. But it's it's best to avoid those, those discussions or at least make sure they're not regurgitating this stuff back at school because kids, for the most part, will just repeat what you say. So whatever your thoughts are on Biden or Putin or the war will become their thoughts. And that could lead to some issues at school and stuff. So you don't really want to do that. We don't want to create any more division in their lives than there already is. Most importantly, though, just keep your kids calm. You know, it may sound cliche, but tell them everything's going to be okay for them and their families. Look, everything's going to be fine. You know, you see it on TV. I know you hear about it or you see it on social media, but tell them that's, that's an exaggerated version of what's going on. Tell them that's thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away. Tell them that everything is going to be okay because that's what they want to hear. Kids want to know they're safe. And kids feel the safest with mom and dad. Tell them they're safe. Have them feel safe and protect your family. That's where you start. Tell them don't worry that you will protect them with all your power. They need to know that. They need to know that mom and dad will do everything they can to keep them safe. You might think your kid already knows that. And I'm sure subconsciously they probably do. But reassuring them will make them consciously feel safer. Now, I don't know if any of, the, any of that helps. I hope it does. It helped me a little bit because I was reading some stuff and I was like, all right, this, this stuff kind of makes sense. But we really do. We have to do everything we can to protect our kids, raise them to ask questions, raise them to think for themselves and not believe everything they see and hear. I'm so worried about the damage we may have caused our kids over the past two years, like with the masking and stuff. We're going to have an entire generation of kids who have been injected with a vaccine that they never needed in the first place, who, who now have minor brain damage from the lack of oxygen because you made them wear a fucking mask all day. I just, just today, what is today's date? The, the, it's March 1st, 2022. So if you're listening in the future, now you know. On this day 
an article came out that said the Pfizer vaccine, for example, basically doesn't really work for kids five to 11. So if you have injected that shit in your child, it does nothing. Not that it really did anything in the first place. It's basically just ineffective in children. I think that's because they want to they up the dosages. Just stay the fuck away from it. We clearly don't need it. COVID disappeared. COVID is gone. COVID has disappeared because now we're talking about war. But the thing I want to remind you is like, the, there is a, um, God, I wish I could say, what's this lady's name? She's a, God, she's a doctor, she's a PhD. She's a neurologist, neurophysiologist, uh, pharmacology. God, I can't remember what her name is, but she is like everything you could possibly think of. Neurotoxi- neuro- neuro- neurotoxology, I think is what I read. She, environmental medicine. She's literally doing it all. Um, she said that wearing a mask over one's mouth and nose because I brought up the lack of oxygen and brain damage, creates an oxygen deficient deficiency and an increased intake of carbon dioxide. It causes an oxygen deficiency for the brain cells. In essence, the brain is being suffocated, which causes irreversible degeneration of the brain. She states that this is particularly a problem with children whose brains are still fucking developing. Depriving a developing brain of needed oxygen causes brain damage that cannot be reversed. The link is in the description if you want to go read this whole goddamn thing. But that is a fact. Take your fucking masks off your kids. We never should have put the masks on our kids. The fact is just yesterday in California, Gavin Newsom, this douchebag, he has decided that he, that he, King Gavin has said that now starting next Friday, March 11th, that, uh, California schools can remove the mask. Kids don't need to wear masks in school. What is the fucking difference between right now and next Friday? Why can't, why can't, just take your fucking masks off. If you're listening to this podcast and, and, and it's before March 11th, 2022, take your child's mask off. You are damaging your child. Okay, I don't usually just demand and tell people what to do, but I am now. You don't have to listen to me, but I'm telling you, you are hurting your kid. Not just physically, though, but also fucking mentally. Talked about how the mental damage that these masks do and what it represents. People think I'm crazy when I say these things, but it's all backed up by science. Okay, we never should have put the masks on our kids, but we did. So they could go to school and be indoctrinated by, by government propaganda. Learn what we want you to learn. Wear a mask. We trusted them, and now the CDC says we can remove the masks. The CDC, last Friday said it just just about two months after they said masks don't even work so they waited two months after they said masks don't work to tell people to take your masks just take your fucking masks off you don't have to wear it i mean wear one if you want to but you don't need it i don't care but if you do wear one wear the proper one wear the n95 mask so you don't look like a fucking fool everybody knows all those other masks don't work everybody knows when i see a child wearing a surgical mask nothing upsets me more like what are you doing to your child there's no reason for them to be wearing that mask or a cloth mask even worse but why do we do what these fucking people tell us to do anyway six weeks ago people were still getting fired canceled censored fined excluded from public life for opposing covid mandates and now all of a sudden nobody fucking cares what happened to covid where'd it go in 2020 february of 2020 i think the exact day may have been february 27th i i, I don't know for sure but i and I don't know why I remember that. But Donald Trump said something that I thought was pretty interesting. And I know that maybe he was referring to something else. But he said, one day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. 
He was referring to COVID and he was not wrong. Just as fast as it came, it'll go. But will it be back? Will COVID come back just in time to blame the Republicans for a resurgence and cause, a, cause them to potentially lose some midterm elections coming up? Maybe. But it was definitely a miracle that, that it went away, right? The upcoming midterms and then the presidential election cycle has caused COVID to disappear in blue states because it was already disappeared in red states. Although, most, like I said, most red states, masks and vaccine mandates were lifted more than a year ago. Those states realized that although COVID was serious and unpleasant, it just wasn't at a point where they found it necessary, necessary to basically suspend regular daily life, which is fucking crazy that you would do that at all. Unless, unless people are just dropping dead in the streets, which I remember at the beginning of COVID, there was videos going around of that. This is how much the media manipulates you, which we're going to get into uh, here in a minute about some other fake news that's going around. Do you remember those videos? People were just dropping dead in the streets from COVID. What was that all about? It's not real. It's not really how it was. Why do we believe these people? Why do you believe anything we see on TV? I don't know. At this point, though, most places have moved into what they're now calling an endemic approach to COVID and making it something people just live with, like the flu. Like, fuck, God damn it, Gavin, I got to bring this guy. But Gavin Newsom called his thing that he wants to do to California the country's first endemic virus policy. What the fuck? Are you kidding me, Gavin? Gavin, sit down. I got to tell you, something. just if you're listening to this podcast, Gavin. I know we're best friends. We're on a first name basis, but you can call me, sir. Gavin, sit down. Listen, what you just said might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard because Florida, Texas, Indiana, want me to go on? I can name, I can name like 30 more. Those states have had this approach for over a fucking year, dude. And it's been working. God, this guy is such a fucking tool and so predictable. And in order to know what is coming up next, what we can predict. We have to look back at what has already happened. So is COVID going to come back? We'll see. Let's take a look at some stuff here. So as we've seen over the past two years, the summer months, new variants seem to emerge in the summer. So combine, combine that with people staying inside in warmer climates like Florida and Texas, for example, mostly Republican strongholds, the South, uh, we'll probably see an increase in cases in those areas. And the media will predictably be really fucking harsh on those states, blaming Republican governors and their actions and the mandates and all this other shit that they did or didn't do. Then, as it cools down and the virus spreads to the northern and coastal areas, the media will not be as harsh on those blue states. They will blame the Republican states. And this will be amplified and exaggerated because of the fall midterm elections. Here's how this is going to actually go. This summer, for the third year in a row, the South is going to get hit with a COVID surge when it gets too hot to stay outside. So for the third year in a row, the press and Democrats will mock the South and sneer them for getting sick. For the third year in a row, they will say that the Northeast and West Coast isn't getting sick because they are awesome. And the South is full of maskless, redneck dipshits. But if they didn't mock the South and if they didn't pretend like they were superior, if they didn't falsely claim that they can control COVID, everything would be able to go back to normal. But the media, they can't help themselves. So mask mandates will come back. And voters will have two choices. They can believe the press and the arrogant leaders of, the, of America 
and they can vote them back into office and they can watch this shit happen over and over and over again because it will. Or they can realize that they're getting played and punish these fucking liars. I would love to be wrong about this, about how this is going to play out as we, as we head over the next few months and into the midterm elections. I would love to be wrong about this. I don't think that I am, but we'll find out this summer. If the press can contain itself, I think everything will be okay. But if we get flooded with the manipulation, with the manipulated charts, into if we see all the endless metrics proving things in the summer that, that they can't prove in the winter, then we're just taking this merry-go-round for at least one more fucking revolution. That's where we're headed. So after that, I can tell you, at least in my opinion, what I think. The press will not contain itself. They can't. Not during an election year. Are you kidding me? So get ready because this shit is going to get ugly. Okay. They need this year to be in their favor. I'm talking about the Democrats. They need it. I've, I've talked about midterm elections hundreds of times. You go back, listen to past episodes. They need it. They, they're going to lose seats. If not, the Republicans are going to take control. The good news is, is we know that this is coming though. We're not fucking stupid. The masses are stupid, but you're not stupid. We won't, we won't fall for it. We don't need to fall for it. Like everyone is falling for this war right now. Now, I'm not saying there is no war. But what I am saying is we're being manipulated. Hear me out. I don't want you to fall for the us versus them bullshit. Okay? Because it's all them. All the time. Both sides are working for the same exact agenda. And that is to crash the global economy to a point of bringing in a new global currency. Whether it's the, the yen or some sort of digital dollar. Whatever it is. We're headed there. Both sides want to keep us divided and distracted so don't, we really don't pay attention to what the fuck is happening, keeping us angry and in fear. I don't want to say it again, but I'm going to. Fear is how they get you. So don't side with any one of these. Don't side with the Americans. Don't side with the Russians. Don't side with the Ukrainians. This is not your war. This is not my war. It's not the, 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 the civilians' war. This is a war of fucking psychopaths who, who are doing things behind the scenes that we will never, ever know about, that these wars get caused by. Okay, there, there are people that control this country that you, we don't even know that are making these decisions based on things we'll never know because we only know what they want us to know. If you're going to take any side in this situation, if you're going to take any side in this manufactured crisis, side with the fucking victims. Okay, it is possible to care about the suffering of the Ukrainians and still not buy the bullshit the media is creating right now. You're seeing so much fake news. It is so much that it's like, it's hard for me to even keep up with it. Like I got to dig into this shit and be like, okay, okay. This story seems unbelievable or this story seems too good to be true. Or this story just seems so like it was written for a book. Is this real? Because sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not sometimes. And then I got to dig into this shit to find out. Luckily, I'm not the only person that does it. So a lot of times this stuff become, comes easy. A lot of times it's really, really hard. But we're seeing so much fake news. Like this shit is designed to play on your emotions and get you to be on board with sending troops to the Ukraine, to, to, to going into war with Russia, and to even just in other things. But we're talking about this war right now. I don't want you, I don't want you to be manipulated. Do not let this shit happen. Do not see these news stories and let that be your deciding factor on what side you're going to take. Don't take anybody's side because like I said, they're all psychopaths. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about me. They don't give a fuck about their civilians. They give a fuck about them, their money, and that's it. And their power. So with the fake news, 
I'm just going to give you three examples, and then I got to wrap this shit up. Let's start off with Snake Island. Okay, so last week there was a story. Uh, the story was supposed to be, it was basically a hero story, okay? It was it was created to tug at your heart. Now, now half of the story is real and half the story isn't. The story is that 13 Ukrainian soldiers who refused to surrender to the Russians were killed on the first day of fighting from a Russian warship. And there was a recording, okay? The Russians had announced that they who they were and that they were going to attack. They told the soldiers to lay down their weapons or be bombed. And then one random Ukrainian soldier said, go fuck yourself, Russian. And then they were bombed and killed. All 13 of them bombed and killed. Snake Island. Dead. They were so dead that the Ukrainian president even said that all 13 of these heroes would be awarded with the title of Hero of Ukraine. Man, what an honor. You know, they died in war. A heroic story. Fighting to defend Ukraine, only it's bullshit. They're not dead. None of it, that didn't happen. That's not how it went down at all. The soldiers are alive. All 13 of them are alive. Still alive, and eventually they just surrendered because they ran out of ammo. So where did this story come from? Why did it spread like wildfire? Because that's what they want you to think. That's what they want you to know. That's how they control your emotions. That's how they control you. You want another example? How about the ghost of Kaif? Is that how you say it? Kaif? Oh my God. This is this was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. Even my son was like, man, did you hear about the ghost of Kaif? This guy, there's like some lone jet guy, some lone uh Ukraine fighter jet guy who's going out there just taking out Russian jets, man. He's just shooting them down, dude. It's crazy. Nobody knows who this guy is. It's fucking badass. Well, it's not fucking real. The news reports were unconfirmed reports of an ace fighter pilot dubbed the Ghost of Kyiv. And he was shooting down multiple Russian combat aircraft in, 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 in when this, this happened during the, the beginning of the Russian invasion of Ukraine last week. There was a video that went along with it. This spread, again, spread like wildfire. Everyone was sharing this. It was on TikTok. It was on Instagram. It was Facebook. Everywhere. The clip showed a fighter jet in the sky chasing and shooting down another jet. It was shared millions and millions and millions and millions of times. Except for, uh, it's fake. It's not real. The video's not real. There's no such thing as the ghost of Kyiv. None of this is real. It's made up. Somebody put it on fucking TikTok and it went crazy. It was, it's from a simulator. It was made from a game called Digital Combat Simulator. It's not real. But everybody thought it was. Look at this guy. This guy's patriotic. He loves his fucking country. He's taking the Russians down. Fuck Russia. Well, yeah, fuck Russia, but fuck Ukraine too and fuck America. <laughs> Not really the country, it's fuck those leaders. Do you want one more story? One more? I'll give you just one more quick one because this has been the biggest one. It's been all over everywhere. I got to, this has to, I got to give you the truth on this. Y'all saw that super hot uh, Miss, former Miss Ukraine, Anastasia, I think it's Anastasia, Anastasia, Lena, is that, I think that's how you say it, Lena, Lena, Anastasia, God, she's gorgeous, no doubt. <laughs> But this is the craziest one. This is proves that people will believe anything, especially if there's a hot woman attached to it. The former Miss Ukraine, Atlanta, did not join the Ukrainian army to go fight the Russians. That picture you saw of her holding a gun was a picture that she just posted on Instagram to inspire people. 
she, she talks about how she's Ukrainian. The people of Ukraine are Ukrainian. They're all good people. They all, they basically, they, everyone should be there to defend their country in one way or another. And this was her way of defending the country by inspiring people. That's it. That's all it was. I mean, she looks great. It's a good picture. She's got the blue jacket. She's holding a badass gun that I wish I had. It's a great picture, but it's not real. It's not real. And the media ran with it and told everybody that this woman was this, 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 this supermodel lady was going, was, she threw it all away, threw it all away to go fight and protect Ukraine. It's not fucking true. Why do we believe the media? There's three stories on top of all the bullshit COVID stuff that we've experienced over the past two years. Yet people still fall for it. And people still believe it. You are falling for it. You are being manipulated when it comes to this war. Want to know how I know? Because I see it on social media. I see all these anti-Russian and pro-Ukrainian people. People who would, in most cases, hate Biden, who, who, who most cases, you know, would be Trump supporters and all this other stuff. Not saying that, that it, it does correlate, though. You're falling for it. I'm not saying you shouldn't hate Russia. Hate Russia if you want to. But don't, no, I'm not saying you should hate, don't hate Russia. Hate Vladimir Putin. Don't hate America. Hate Joe Biden. Don't hate the Ukraine or the Ukrainian people. Hate their corrupt fucking president, who all of a sudden all these women are in love with. Why do you think, why do you think this guy is being held up as a hero? There's a reason for this. this is all media manipulation. It's being used to manipulate you, to accept this war and agree with something you wouldn't normally agree on. Now, with that being said, I got to go. <laughs> I got a couple of meetings coming up. I got stuff I got to do. I hope you have a great day. I hope, thank you for uh, listening to this podcast. Please hit up mikeypodcast.com. Hit that support button. That support means more to me than you will ever know. Uh, it, it definitely keeps me motivated. Want me to keep doing this. It's, I do this for free and it takes a lot of my time. So in some way or another, it's almost as if you are paying me to do this. And I think that's kind of dope. Also, it, you kind of own the show when you support it. So mikeypodcast.com, hit that support button. Even $1 an episode is is more than enough. But if you can't do that, and I understand because times are tough and gas is almost fucking $5 a gallon, just share the podcast. Tell one person about this podcast and we'll have one more person listening to this podcast. Share an episode. Share something I said. Tell somebody to listen and we can grow this thing together. I really appreciate everything you guys do. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll be back. Thanks. The Mikey Podcast.